0: Of Earth, this ain't Al. This is Joe, and this Al. is Pops. And Pops is here, which is Al's dad, who is also named Al. So we're not going to call him Al. We're going to refer to him as Pops, which is I feel is a uh, a perfect name for him because I see him as like a in the fatherly realm. So well, thank you. Al is on vacation. With, well, he's actually on his honeymoon down in Disney World, and they're having wonderful weather, apparently. It's not too hot down there, and they're having a lot of fun, and that's what you want on your honeymoon, I guess. So we'll see if we'll, we can have him a big party
1: when he comes back, especially after, uh, I believe my newest daughter-in-law had three margarita lunch today. Your newest daughter, yes. Well, I noticed we went to
0: uh, Al's. Al's son graduated from high school. We had a little party over at Al's. Uh, Al's son's mom's house. Is that a correct way of saying yep. it? I don't know how you say it. In this Al's new world. first wife. Al's first wife's house, and everybody gets along. So Al's second wife gets along with the. It's all fucked up. It's not the way it should be. It's not like you see on TV where everybody's screaming at each other, trying
1: to <laughs> knife them, right?
0: Fucking guns coming out, and everybody gets along, which is a—it's a wonderful thing. I think it's a wonderful thing. You know, of course, everybody would wish that everyone stays together forever, but it just doesn't work out. Didn't work out that way for me. Didn't work out that way for Al. It well, did work out for Pops, but well, he's old know,
1: school. It's kind of shaky.
0: It ain't an easy ride. I
1: haven't haven't made it to the twenty fourth of June yet. That'll that'll be number fifty one. Well, she's not dumping you now. You don't think so? No. Well, she's the earner. Where's she gonna go? She she's gonna stay right where she is.
0: Well, that's what she said. I asked her because I saw this is this is Mrs. Pops, and uh, I saw her at the party, and she still works, and um, she's seventy. Two years old, and uh, I asked her when she's going to give it all up, and she said, well, if I give it all up, I would be accused of, I'd be convicted of murder. Murder. (laughs) So I have to stay working. (laughs) So I understand that, and, uh,
1: you know. As an aside, did I tell you that she already told me what's going to be on my tombstone? She already has my epitaph, epitaph figured out? No. Dot, dot, dot. At least he was clean. Right. There you go. That says a lot more for our
0: son. <laughs> I just had to wipe the spittle off of about 20 things here. <laughs> there was something growing in one of his cups. I come in here. It's funny. I'll come in here because I leave early. As you Well, I just get up and leave, and then he does the show. So sometimes he stays down. Sometimes he leaves. When I leave, sometimes he stays down here for three hours. Screwing around with shit. And he has this, this is your son. This is, by the way, this is Al. Al has this thing where he needs at least 14 red cups going at the same time. I don't know why, but I come down here to clean before a show, and there's usually something growing in at least two or three of the 14 cups that have shit left over in them. You know some lime stuff that's you know gone bad, and so I just kind of open the door and air it out and turn on the turn on the exhaust fan, and that works out fine. But uh, no, so we wish him well. He's probably going to listen to this program, I'm guessing, because uh, he'll be laying around the pool, and because who can stand being in Disney all day long, just walking around.
1: Mom and I haven't done the uh, the parks in years and years and years. We, we've, right, We well, your gone, kids are older. Well, we've gone down there and like hung around the resort all day. Right, go out to dinner, you know, hang around by the pool. It's a real nice place. I don't I don't know if you've ever been there.
0: I haven't been to your particular thing. This is,
1: this is a, a pitch for the Sheraton Vistana Resort in Lake Buena Vista. Uh, if anybody's looking for a, a, a wonderful, wonderful place to stay for a week while they're staying at Disney, it's not on the premises. It is a mile, a mile and a half to get to the Magic Kingdom front door. But what a nice facility. Uh, two, three, four restaurants on site a general store on site.
0: Do they have a bus that will take you or a shuttle that they will have take a shuttle. you to park?
1: They have a shuttle. I mean, if you really want to do it, you can fly down, grab the shuttle at the airport. It'll bring you to the facility. Then you could take the shuttle all week long if you want. Right. Uh, there's restaurants off-site that are close enough to take just a 20-minute stroll if you want, which would be four minutes driving. Anyway, Sheraton Vistana Resort Lake Buena Vista. I I
0: like Disney. I like the idea of Disney a lot better. My wife and I have come to that conclusion. The idea of Disney is much better than actually being there. Meaning you go home and then you forget about how hot it was <laughs> and the f- screaming babies and you know, sweating animals all over the place. And the idea is great. So when my kid was little, we probably went, I'm guessing I've because there were years where we went twice. So I guess, I, I, I bet I've been there 10 times. The thing about Disney is, and I went with, one, one of those times we went with uh, my old neighbors, the Clarks. Now, do you remember them? No, I don't who live next to my old house. Well, at any rate, they, we went on a vacation. Well, actually, I was still married to my first wife then. We went with them. And they're one of those people that are... They're going to get up, and they're going to be at that park when it opens. And they are not leaving totally until supported. they throw them out. And we tried to do that for the first day, and we hung with them for a, I mean, they're going to get every... And I, I, I say it like this: They're going to get every fucking dime out of that park, whether it kills them or it makes them mentally incapacitated. And to the point where it's not fun. I mean the kids are crying, and it just we do we, we'd go down there and we'd do get up in the morning, if we were there in the summertime, you know, get there at eight and stay till 11. And then get the hell out, and then the mid mid afternoon sun, let that go, and then about four o'clock go back. You know what I mean? And and depending on how the weather was, you know, there was one time when we went in November; it was actually cold the whole time. You know, in the forties, it was in the forties, maybe fifties for a
1: high. Other than the other than the mid winter, or say, other than November through the end of February, you know, you're getting that big rainstorm at three in the afternoon. Yeah, you're gonna get the but you, you go back. We've stayed. We
0: stayed in the park, and we've stayed outside of the park. Now the thing, when you're in the park, they've got you. Especially if you didn't run a car. Oh yeah. They own you. Oh yeah. And you got to get the hell out because, you know, it's the it's the land of the fourteen dollar hamburger and <laughs> you know fourteen dollar or eleven dollar coke and it's crazy. So, but that's Disney, and I guess you do it because, well, you feel like you have to do it.
1: Well, you've got an uncle
0: that loves Disney. I know. Apparently, he still goes. Yeah. And he's been going since his kids were little, and he loves it. He, he does. He does. Now, that might, maybe he's dumb. You think? No. Come on. Could be somewhat retarded. No. Hey, look, some people
1: like to go shooting.
0: Well, shooting's fun. You got well, to shoot at a target. So's
1: Disney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> I can't say that Disney's not enjoyable. Oh, speaking of Disney, you ever been to the one in Anaheim? I've never been. I've never been because I've been to California a few times, it's too far out of my flying range. Okay. Because I can't, you know, I'm not going to pay $4,000 to fly to California from here. Right. And if I sit on a coach seat, I'm in trouble. Well, because my legs are 36 inches long. Right. Right. So, and plus, I, I wouldn't go to California to go to, I'm guessing it's pretty much the same, isn't it? Well, it's somewhat smaller. Well, okay, yes. I mean, because it's in the the middle of the city. That's Disneyland, it's not Disney World. Right, right. So, no, I haven't been there. But now, have you been there? Oh, God, no. I've
1: never been any further west than Las Vegas. So you haven't been to California? No, I missed it. I missed that motorcycle trip. Well,
0: I'm supposed to fly out and, oh, I wanted to... give a shout out because i i see that he's listening justin callahan uh one of callahan's son and uh a friend of mine who lives in uh, i think it's fort point lucy florida nice area he's been listening he's i hope he's doing well I hope you're doing well, Justin. And Hi, Justin. Thank you for listening. This he is old Al,
1: if you remember. Oh, I remember him. You remember him? He was at your wedding weekend.
0: That's right. He yeah, was.
1: Yeah, I remember,
0: Justin. We used to call you Luggage Head, but we don't anymore. I never did. Well, not behind him. We I, don't do it not, directly. not even
1: behind his back. I never called him. Well, him. I still call him Luggage Head behind okay. his back. Right. But it's, an,
0: it's now a term of endearment. So thank you for listening, Justin. <laughs> if you have any friends... That, uh, you know, want to listen. And, and I'd, I'd love to say that I'm going to see you at your mom's wedding, but I'm not flying to California because it's <laughs> six hours. But if she comes is, home. Is that where Linda is now? Cal, yeah. Linda is in uh, San Luis. Obispo. Obispo, California. Very good. And apparently it's beautiful there. I guess it's, uh, I don't know. I, I've looked. When I first typed it in, when she was first moving out there, she, uh, you know, I, I typed in the Internet, and I guess that came up as one of the top ten places to live, and it's really nice. Apparently, it's really nice living there. But uh, but you
1: know the whole state's going to shit in a handbasket.
0: Well, especially if they elect that slick back fucking hair asshole, Gavin Newsom. I, I can't believe anybody... I mean, even if you're a die-hard liberal, how can you vote for this guy? This guy is most full of shit human being on the planet. Yeah, but they're in
1: trouble now. Never mind Newsom. They got, you, got, you got tent cities in, in, yeah, that's what they call them, tent cities. They like the tent cities. In the, yeah, they like the tent cities. What a shame. What a beautiful, beautiful state going to hell. Well, you can't have
0: – everyone wants to be nice to everyone. Deep down, unless you're an evil person, you want to you wanna be nice to everybody. Being nice to everybody, if that's what you want to do, you should not become a politician. Because sometimes you have to make a hard choice. And if your choice is going to be, I have to be nice to everybody – and especially if you're going to be nice to people so that you can hope they become voters, then you should probably not be a politician. And Gavin Newsom, who I've watched over the years, you know, he was the guy that defied, uh, I don't know, he opened up San Francisco City Hall so that the homosexuals could get married and then they, you know, then they shut him down and And all the marriages that took place were nullified, and you know it's just—he's not a forward thinker. He's a—he's not a visionary. He's a fucking moron that just wants to get elected, and is trying to do the politically correct thing at the moment. So I think he can fuck that state up pretty bad. Jerry Brown's actually a pretty smart guy. I mean, he's wacko, but he's a pretty smart guy. But they have a pension, an unfunded pension liability of some somewhere in the vicinity of like uh, four hundred billion dollars, something like that. Yeah. I mean, they pay. I was looking at it. They pay, you know, captains of the fire department in Los Angeles half a million dollars a year. Now, I, I think firemen are fine. If you want to be a fireman, but you know. No fireman ever quit fucking brain surgery school so they could go on the fucking fire department. You don't have to be, this is not a job that you have to be a fucking rocket science scientist to do. So you're not worth $500,000 a year. And just because your union negotiated that kind of deal for you, or how, whoever decided to pay you that much, that, that's craziness. They got lieutenants uh, in the fire department, like the guy that comes out, for me, and checks the smoke detectors when I'm ready to sell the house, making three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, you can't. do... I guess you can pay them that if you want to, but that's why they're going broke. You're
1: gonna, you're just gonna have a state that's fucked. They are, they are already. Don't, don't, don't put it in the future tense. They are already.
0: I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to live there. I mean, and there's beautiful parts of that state too. It's, it's a shame. But you have, it's, it's just, it's run horribly. And it's run by, look, they had a guy, they were talking about the, uh, you know, conforming with the, and I, I, I don't know what to do with about the illegal immigrants. I think anybody that was brought here when they were two years old shouldn't be punished. You know, I've got a problem with that. Throwing them out. You know what I mean? At the same time, their parents brought them here illegally. So, I don't know what you do. I don't know what the answer is. But, they're, one of the... This was like the Senate president or something like this. And he said, well, if I voted for this, half my family would have to leave. So, this guy basically is saying, knowingly, that, you know, half his family is in the country. He's the... You know, one of the top lawmakers in the state saying that I am one of the top, my family is one of the top lawbreakers in the state. So I don't know how you have any respect for that.
1: Yeah, but Trump made, Trump has made uh, overtures to the Democrats. He's willing to discuss the whole DACA deal, which, by the way, was not his deal. He didn't create it. What, the Dreamer thing? Yeah. Obama well, they, they, did that on the snide.
0: They were talking about,
1: but he said he has offered to make accommodations. Yeah, they're not. What
0: they're not going to do is they're not going to do what they did when Reagan was president, and they're not going to do an immig- They're not going to do a comprehensive immigration bill or law, because what happened in the 1980s is they did that, and they made a comprehensive immigration bill. And instead of having 3 million illegal aliens, now we've got 11. So that didn't that work. That we know of. So now it's get the fuck out first. So we're going to we're gonna deal with... We're not going to do another comprehensive bill. We're going to get... You're going to have to get the fuck out. If you're here and you're a criminal, get the fuck out. If you've broken any laws, get the fuck out.
1: Well, how about the first... The first law you broke was you came in illegally. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mean, but a lot of it is not only do they come in illegally, but if you have people that are breaking laws here and it seems, I I don't know how this works, but they grab you, they throw you out,
1: then you come back in again.
0: I don't, I don't and know again, how you do that.
1: And again? Yeah. Because the border's porous.
0: Well, it is, but you would think they would have you in the computer and you would
1: be thrown right out again. Well, if I remember correctly, Trump was willing to uh, make allowances for the 800,000 or so dreamers for a little bit of support and a little bit of funding for the wall. Right. Nobody wants to talk to him about anything. And I don't know whether the wall's a
0: I don't know whether the wall's a good thing or a bad thing. And you know something? What's interesting is is that a lot of these elitists keep talking about, well, you know, if Trump doesn't get this wall built, nobody's gonna
1: vote for him. Bullshit. And it's it's kinda like, well, how stupid do you think these people really are? You flattened me out, by the way. Are you I need a little more gain. You need a little more? Go ahead. Check check. How's check. that? That's better. Check, check. I'm watching a
0: meter here, and I know Al watches this too, but yeah. I don't know where it's supposed to be on this. There's several meters you can follow. Well, I kinda followed this one here. I'm, I'm back up again.
1: I'm back up again. So, what were we talking about? The wall. Look,
0: I'm sure there's places where we could need an additional wall, but the wall is sort of a the wall is sort of a uh, metaphor for we we need to. If you want to have a country, you sort of need to have a border. And yes. If you don't want to have a country, then. I don't. I'm going to say, well, that's not what we have. But if you want to vote for that, and you want to get that in there, well, that's fine too. I mean, it's it's not. If you want to let anyone in that wants to come in, they just walk across and they're in. And you know, I was watching a show where, you know, there was a bunch of illegals. They were looking at. Uh, it was a show about election night. And they spent two hours just spending time with people on election night. And it went from Hillary was absolutely going to be in to Hillary fucking lost. And there were some Latinos who were, well, I hope she gets in because, you know, I'm a good person. I haven't done anything wrong. I mean, I work hard. The only thing is I'm here illegally. But that's all. That's, that's the only thing. That's the only thing. Right. Well, but you're here illegally. And I know that you're probably, there's a lot of people that want to come here. I guess the point is we can't, can you let
1: everyone that wants to come in in? I don't think you can. Just, I think you can let a lot in if they're willing to assimilate and and and, and, and these the the Latinos seem to be more than willing to assimilate
0: Latinos assimilate very well yes and I've said on many occasions that these these Democrats that want to I believe you're gonna you know while the first generation gets into the country you might have their vote but these people are wildly Catholic and they're not going to f- they're not into abortion or gay marriage or any of the any of the liberal context ideas.
1: LBGTQ, LMNOP.
0: No, they're not into it. No. These are cat these are people that are that are very heavily religious and they're not they're not going to be on your side on the second and third generation.
1: They might be the only thing to save us from the Muslims. Well, I'll tell you something Tell you an interesting story. I'm listening.
0: When Patty and I went down to see Rob and Molly, old dead Rob, who's yep. now dead yep. in still? Texas. He's still dead. Still. Although I haven't I haven't heard any news for a while, but I believe he's still dead. All right. And where they lived, around the corner, because they lived in a pretty rural area. They were up on top of this this hill that looked over the town of Bernie. It was Bernie, Texas, and I believe it was spelled
1: B-O-E-R-N-E, or B-E-O-R-N-E, something like that. Bernie, Texas. And it's 300 yards to the mailbox. Yeah,
0: it was a while to the mailbox, and it was right outside of San Antonio. It was probably uh, 25 minutes you could be in a downtown San Antonio. And this was a place that, you know, Somebody had found, like anything else, they found uh, some land. And as expansion happened, there were a few houses. But there was also, like, some hunting camps down the street. So they befriended this family who had this hunting camp down the road. And these people were, how do you say this without, I don't know how to say this other than, I don't think this is being, I'm trying to think to myself, if I say this, does it make me... Were they Mexican people? They were of Mexican descent. Okay. Well, what's wrong with saying that? I don't know, because you you got to wonder whether you're going to get in trouble or not. And that's the whole identity politics
1: thing, which we have out going right now. You mean everybody wants to be a victim?
0: Well, yeah. So you don't want to... It's not that I don't... I don't give a fuck whether I, I, I... I'm not trying... In this situation, I'm not trying to offend anybody. So... The family had invited us to a party because the the matriarch of the family was turning 90. So the old man who had first, who had immigrated legally to the United States, was turning 90. And I believe I was talking to not his children, but his children's children. Okay. So Patty and I were talking to a guy out in the backyard and his wife. Now... Have you ever seen a very Mayan looking Mexican person? Yes. I mean, he is the, this is the quintessential Mexican, you know, the closer you get to the Spanish, the more, the more like white you are. Right. The more Mayan, and I don't know if Mayan's the right way to say it, but this is the black haired, indigenous, indigenous indigenous looking people, Mexican person. Yes. Mexico is not a race, by the way, so you can't be a racist by talking about Mexicans. And so was his wife. And he was talking about, you know, I was just curious about, you know, what he did. And and he ran a cement pump truck. That was his deal. And I said, well, what do you think about the, uh, you know, how does the, you're right next to the border. How does this border affect you? I mean, you know, I'm up in Massachusetts and you hear things and and he said it's a fucking nightmare down here. <laughs> so this is a horror show. These people come over, they think they rode something. These people, these people. Yeah. And this is a person who looks like the people that you would see jump in the fence. They come over here, they think they rode everything and these fucking Pricks ought to be thrown out quick, you know. So here you are with a Spanish speaking, he's third, Mexican gen- family, third generation, third generation, and they're fucking up the entire economy. So if you're thinking that these people are one big mono block, well, then you're wrong, they're not, they're not a big mono block of people, they're they're. I, and I, there were people standing around, and nobody came over and said, "Oh, well, you know, uh, John here is just foolish; he's out of his mind." We want all the elite. You know, there was a lot of like people like nodding their head. So it's not. Look, come here legally. Was the was the when I left that party? We were there for several hours. We had a great time, but. The deal was, and we were the only, you know, non-Mexican people there, the four of you. Well, when I say non-Mexican, there's people that were born in the United States. We were sort of stand out. It would be like if me, Patty, Rob, and Molly, all white people, went to a party of black people. We would sort of stand out. Well, we stood out here. But we were welcomed. It was fun. Um, And it was interesting it was an interesting thing to see and it's not not just because of the it was inter- the whole night was interesting but it was very interesting to hear somebody that uh you would think that would be like oh just fucking government's horrible and they're being mean to the you know we got to let more of it. no it was this guy was fucking this guy's life up cuz they so i don't know it's it's it it taught me a lot you know, because you do think like, well, you know, we're a long way from that border and maybe nobody feels like that down in Texas. And while that's not true, a lot of people feel that way.
1: I got to back you up about 20 minutes. Um, we were saying hi to Justin earlier. Mm. Now, they're in Southern California? Just is Justin is down in Florida. Oh, he's in Florida. All right. Mom is in California. Mom's in
0: California.
1: Now I've heard rumors that California is a virtual hotbed of kind of right listeners
0: well our biggest our biggest listenership is San Francisco really according well that's this is why Al thinks that our stats that we have on SoundCloud, which is our hosting platform, you buy the hosting platform. And you pay a monthly fee, basically. And it's cheap. I mean, it's $15 a month for the best program that they have. Okay. And along with that comes analytics. And it tells you who's... kind of tells you sort of who's listening. You know what I mean? hmm Not who, but where. Right, right. So, by far,
1: our biggest listenership is from San Francisco. Now... I would think that San Francisco was very far left-leaning.
0: Yeah, but I think it, it is. But I don't think that. So are, again, are they
1: listening to us to see what the enemy is thinking?
0: <laughs> well, you ever watched the Howard Stern movie Private Parts? Oh yeah, a long time ago. Well, there was a scene where the you know they hired him and nobody looked into who he was and they were all horrified and they went down to the stats room and well the people that love him listen for an hour the people that hate him listen, listen for, for two free. and a
1: half hours cuz they want to see what I he's going to say, say next <laughs> so
0: i don't know whether it's one of those deals or it's just it's not like you're going to go to San Francisco and there's there's nobody that thinks I mean, we we don't pretend pretend to be a. Uh, I'm not a. Cons- it's, this isn't a conservative show. Right. Kind of right was never de- devised to be. You know, when when I thought of the name, it was sort of sort of right, and Al came come, came up with the kind of part, and uh, I never thought of. it. I didn't wasn't thinking right wing. I was just kinda kind of correct. Right. Some, you know, meaning we pretty much we, know. We might
1: be wrong, but we, we're kind of right.
0: We're kind of right. Right. And probably wrong. But, you know, so it, it gave us a leeway as far as it's just two stooges sitting around shooting the shit, basically. And, you know, these are our opinions based on what we see. And uh, you don't have to agree with us. But it never it was never meant to be mean like we're kind of on the right wing. Um, I think we're kind of... Because I'm, I'm pretty far left on a lot of things. Not not crazy left, but look, I don't give a shit. I'm not looking to shut down abortion. How do you feel about abortion?
1: It's been the law of the land for a long, long, long time. I, I think it would be wrong to shut it off. However, however, I, I, I see no need to give Planned Parenthood 500 whatever it is, million or billion dollars a year. Um, I think they're marketed as something other than what they are, which is an abortion clinic, and let's grind them out as fast as we can. Well, I've always taken the idea that an un- unwanted
0: kid... Probably ought to get hoovered out before he starts stealing the shit
1: out of your house. Okay. Okay. What do you think? I don't think abortion should be the primary birth control in the country. Oh, I don't think anybody does, but
0: no, I don't. There's nobody walking out of an abortion clinic that's happy. You know what I mean? Uh and I c I kinda know that. They're not walking out of there like, you know, with a fucking t shirt. I just had an abortion today. And I feel Give wonderful. Give me a kiss, you know, with some fucking balloons. I don't think anybody's happy. So I don't think anybody's you but, know but in t- in out today's they're screwing it, thinking they in thinking, today's oh, day and age still have an
1: abortion. In today's day and age does it, does it have to come to that that often? Aren't there other things that men and women could be doing to not conceive?
0: Well, they have the morning after pill. I think that's a good idea. I don't debate that. And But there's a lot of... You know what happens? I think that our our country was founded by people that wanted to to be able to worship the way they wanted, right? Right. And and that turned into what we got for a constitution and the amendments that followed, and here we are. So you can't turn around and say, whether it be gay marriage or abortion, that all these people that, you know, and these, these people... Well, of course there are some there are zealots, but there's a lot of people that really feel that abortion is killing a kid. So if you really feel that abortion is killing a kid from conception to you know the day of the of the birth, then you can understand maybe why they're so upset. You know what I mean? If you think that homosexuality is, you know, in your and your religion is is a sin, then religious freedom came first.
1: Very very few abortions are the result of gay marriages.
0: No. Well, there won't be any abortions. The good thing is there won't be any abortions from any gay family unless there's intervention from the outside. You know what I mean? Yep. Because... You can bang your buddy in the ass
1: for hours. <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? Day,
0: day after day.
1: You had to go there. And you're
0: never, you can eat your honey's box six ways to Sunday. I mean, you can stick wire nuts in there. and You can do anything you want. And you're never, ever, ever going to have a child. You're never going to have to worry about that. Okay. You don't
1: have to worry about birth control when you're gay. All right. Let me ask you this. How do you think Big Don did in Singapore?
0: I thought he did fabulous. Did
1: you see all the flack he took today?
0: I was. It's the first time in a long time that I turned the sound on. <laughs> I was doing work out in the cabana, and I actually turned the sound on. And they're out of their minds. They're out of their minds, because here's here's the funny thing, and if you're listening to this and you're one of these people that voted for Hillary, well, first of all, fuck you, and second of all, they're going to have to give this guy. Now, this isn't a done deal.
1: No, 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 no. And they're, you know, but it's one hell of a start. uh,
0: I believe no American. I looked at no American president has met with. And the North Korean leader since Correct. the fucking Korean War, right? You know, so seventy fucking years ago, uh, there's a, there was a lot of shit today about. Well, he's calling him like a a, t- a smart guy, and you know he's an evil dictator, and and I'm I'm thinking to myself, and they
1: were talking about Trump.
0: Well, probably yeah, yeah. No, they were talking about Kim Jong Un, and and. uh I'm like, well, what do you want him to say? I just made it. I've just made a deal with the fucking cunt, right? You know, he's a fucking cocksucker. But we just made it. Look, it, it, you, you have to sort of say, if we can, if we could get North Korea to not be an issue anymore, as far as on the world stage, right? Then we can slowly deal with, you know, as far as being. Uh, a nuclear power. And believe me, that that Trump made it very clear. If he gets an intercontinental ballistic missile that can reach the United States, and we're sure that he has it, we have no choice but to fucking destroy that country. We've gone from that to, maybe he'll take all his
1: weapons away. We won't have to keep 50,000 people there anymore. And we tell him, we're not out to pull you out of power. No. It's your country. Do
0: whatever you want with it. Well,
1: maybe you can stop killing well, some of the people.
0: Well, that comes down the road, though, you know? Right. You can't, you can't change it. You, you can't say, well, we want you to, you know, and also you have to leave, and then we have to... No, you, no, you no. You've got to start no. There's somewhere. There's no leaving. Let's no first
1: leaving. start with the big issue, which is the nuclear weapons. That's right. Get rid of the nuclear weapons. We're not out to... Change dynasties.
0: Well, you, you can't do that. It's like the comprehensive immigration reform that didn't work. You can't you can't go in there and say, we want you to be executed because you're an evil fuck. And you're going to get rid of all that. You know, what's the incentive for Kim Jong-un? You have to make it. You have to, like, kiss the guy's ass a little bit and make him... And everybody was saying, "Well, you know, just the idea that Trump, the president of the United States, met with this animal is is just horrific." And I'm like, "Fuck you, you elitist asshole." And if
1: and if Kim would have met with Obama,
0: I don't think Obama would have met with him because Obama is a thinks of him. I don't think he would have done it because. Well, he, he could have done it if he wanted to. What happened is we, when, when Obama was elected, you, you elected someone that had no fucking idea what he was doing.
1: Well, that's what they say about Trump, too.
0: Yeah. Well, except Trump knows how to make a deal with somebody. And, you know, they could say, oh, well, he's just a fucking TV guy. Look, there's buildings in New York City that wouldn't be there if Donald Trump wasn't around. And he's a billionaire. Uh, whether he's got $2 billion or 10 it doesn't really matter. So he's managed to be able to, and he was able to become president of the United States, have, having never run for anything. I think that's pretty incredible, isn't it? Have you read any of his books? I read
1: The Art of the Deal back when he wrote it. All right, there's there's one that he wrote maybe back in 15... It's not it's not fixing America, but it's something along those lines. Crippled America. And you read the book, and the book is every speech that he gave to every political rally while he was running for president. He never he didn't change his tune. This is the way I felt for thirty years. This is what I would do if I'm given the chance. All right. It, very interesting book.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I could read another Trump book. Because I don't read any books anyway. Do you read? Are you a reader?
1: I uh, used to be. I'm not. I used to be. I'm, I've am i never been. I'm not. When I head I'm the not hall, proud of it. When I had the hall, I'd read two novels
0: a week. But I wish I could sit down and read. I can't. My brain's going too fast. I don't have the patience
1: the, the only I don't have enough drugs to the make only, that happen. The only way I keep up with with um, we'll call it literature right now is uh, books on CD. And I, I've always got at least one. Go, I've got one going in the car, and once in a while, I've got one going in the house too.
0: When I used to go to Montreal, books on CD tape were a godsend. Yep, literally, I would drive for six hours and be driving around the block. Trying to get the last one finished. Yeah, we were getting like to, (laughs) to the real good part. They were fabulous. You know, but I'm not I don't I don't leave town very often. You know, so you really have to be stationary. And I'd rather there's a lot of good shit on TV. You know, and I'm not talking about Or on the computer. Yeah, I'm not talking about watching, you know, some stupid fucking sitcom, but there are so many like Great document. I'm halfway through the the. Uh, been watching the Vietnam War documentary done by Ken Burns, who did the you know the whole Lincoln thing, and he's yep. he's done. I mean, he's done several. Did you see the war?
1: The, the, the World War Two. Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Just, just t-
1: fabulously Every, done. Everything he's done has been wonderful.
0: Now you're never gonna you you can't watch. You're never gonna be as knowledgeable watching documentaries as you would be if you read but i don't have a i don't have a very one of here's here's my one of my big problems i don't have a very good memory i have a pretty decent processor and a shitty memory so i can process shit as long as i have it all you know as long as it's not a really long thing. So you have to have the memory in order to be. Now some people have a great memory and a shitty processor. So they can remember everything. They can tell you, you know, they can f word for word, photographic, every book they ever read. But the way they interpreted it is fucking bullshit. Where's your dad fit in? Uh I don't know. Uh, he's negative. He's a negative person. I mean, he's not a. He's not a. He's not a happy but person. But th- that's
1: the processor, though.
0: Yes, I think as far as oh no memory, memories, he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah. My father has probably Phenomenal. a photographic memory.
1: Phenomenal. But
0: when you when you listen to him, everything is look it. My father to- basically told me, and I'm being serious here, In in, you can be this, this, and this, and you'd probably rather kill yourself. I'm telling you. And it's not, I don't know, he's not a, He's. this isn't the guy you want at the cheerleader fucking, you don't want him at the football game.
1: I've known your dad over 40 years.
0: He's not an evil person,
1: though. No. I've known your dad over 40 years. He's absolutely one of the brightest people I've ever known in my life. Yes. But he's really negative. Yeah. He's really negative. And he's he not... Is, he, he, if, if, he's not trying to be evil, either. No, no, no. But you could put his picture... To, to illustrate the true intelligent bleeding heart liberal I don't even know if he's that bleeding heart of a liberal he doesn't
0: like you know he talks about we really love in America to go over and kill all the brown people you know what I mean you've heard that oh of course as well I have. of course I have. love to go kill the brown people and in a way, See, I look at it like this. If you think, stand back a little bit, and I talked about this on one of these uh, Joe shows that I did when Al wasn't around. If you, during Barack Obama, the most liberal person, the, the great hope for our country, Barack Obama, Barack Obama killed more people in drone strikes than anyone
1: ever has before. And did more to set back race relations than anybody in history. That apparently is true. I don't know that to be true. And because I don't pay, it, I didn't. How about I, this? Can I don't you, pay attention. Can to you that? accept this? Created a a not just a gap, but a gorge between people of color and the police forces.
0: No, I think the police had it coming.
1: Okay. I I don't... Okay.
0: I think what happened to the police is... They got carried away? Well, you forget how short. I have a phone that has a fucking movie camera on it. Yes. Okay? Yes. In 2008, 2007, you could get a phone with a camera on it, and it was a movie camera, but couldn't do that much, and... I think the technology under the Obama administration, and I can't tell you when the first iPhone came out. I don't know whether it was 2006, 2000, or 2014. I can't tell you. But the iPhone was the first smart. This is where you could you could put somebody on camera. I think what happened to the cops is that everyone's got a camera now. So if you're going to be... A bad cop. There's a good chance you're going to get caught, and I think we've had a lot of that going on. And I don't. I can't say that Barack Obama is the is the catalyst for bad relations between uh, police forces. I also think that Barack, what Barack Obama brings to the table is. And understanding that it is truly different to live in this country and be black. For the sole reason that you can't, if you come to this country and you're Jewish or you're Lithuanian or you're uh, Irish, English, Norwegian, Swedish, Italian, you can come to this country and come in and learn the language and, and you're basically a white person. You know what I mean? There's a certain amount of tan and a certain amount of features that you can go down the road as and still be a white person where they're not following you around the fucking store thinking that you're going to steal something. And where a cab driver is going to pick you up, and then there's being a black person, and I am acutely aware that it is a different, it's different to live with black skin in the United States of America than it is to live with white skin, even today. You go into a supermarket today, and maybe not in Massachusetts, but and it's probably lesser than it was 15 years ago. But there's a good chance someone's going to follow you around thinking you're going to steal something. It's a good chance if you're out on a street in New York City hailing a cab whether you're in a business suit or in a, you know a pair of
1: jeans and a t-shirt.
0: Jeans and a t-shirt, whether anybody's going to pick you up. And I think that's a fundamental problem that still exists and that's part of being black in this country and it's it's a uh, I think it's horrible.
1: There's, but you know what the problem is? There's no
0: way to fix it
1: overnight. You don't think it was exacerbated at all during the Obama terms with you know Shifty Al Sharpton and whoever else? I don't think they were any worse doing all their. No, I really don't. Okay, I don't think it was any worse
0: at all. I mean, I just think it was now under Obama. But I don't think the identity politics thing grew under Obama. Yes, it did. But it wasn't just, it's not just black people. It was, you know, it was, uh, well, it was people that, uh, the the feminists and the... the,
1: LBGTQ. Just
0: anyone that, you know, anyone that wanted to assimilate into some sort of a group and they're some sort of group that is this... uh, you know, uh, underprivileged group. I mean, you could put a bunch of people together. It's was, it's was kind of like AAA bonds. You could take a bunch of AAA bonds and put them all together and turn them into fucking single B
1: bonds, and they'd
0: all bitch. They got a gripe, and it's, I that happened all little,
1: everywhere. All the little victimization groups.
0: Yeah, I think there was this whole
1: people pick on me because I'm fill in the blank.
0: I'm fat. Um, You know I'm illegal Fucking stupid I'm illegal I like Big Black Cock
1: I like uh,
0: You know It's just any,
1: any You did gr- so well The last 25 <laughs> minutes Any you
0: group get- <laughs> Well you know You gotta We got listeners That expect this shit You know Or, or, or maybe not I, I think they do Oh okay Come on! There's a guy out there laughing, sitting in his bed, who has never been hasn't been out of his room in 16 years, and they'd they'd have to chainsaw the Keep door talking, open. i to a beer. Well, why don't we take a break, Big Al? We'll come back. We're taking a break, and we're not. There's going to be no music between this break. We're leaving, and then I'm going to say, and we're back." We're back. So we're leaving. Goodbye.
1: Could understand that
0: better than All me. All right we're back did that seem like a second for you well it was a few beers for us and uh, <laughs> in, a, in a little bit of private talk yeah we were shooting the shit but we were talking about uh, i was saying one of the one of the things that has uh, happened to me getting older and i forgive us because i i forgot what we were talking about before I think I was talking about how tough it would be for a black guy to get a cab. Yep. Was I talking about that? Yep. Which is true today in many areas. But uh, getting older, you know, I'm 54 years old, and pops over here is 72. And you know, throughout my life, I've kind of you kind of think, well, never been a in a real hurry to. I've never been one of those people that uh, wants to light the world on fire. Uh, not, I'm very, I get enough, you know, as far as money goes, I get enough money so I can live for a while and get very complacent. I like doing a lot of nothing. Or, well, let's just put it this way I got turbocharging a riding. Lawnmower is my next thing that I'm gonna do. So I don't know how many of you think that turbo charging a a nineteen nineties riding lawnmower is probably not a moneymaker. But it is fun. And it's gonna take time. And it's fun to do. Yeah. But I was I was telling Pops here that uh, I'm not a person that I was sitting with my wife and I'm ne- I've never met a person that really kind of lives in the present and that's sort of kind of the goal that you want you want to kind of live in the present or at least I've been told that and I have a keen sense of nostalgia but I also have a you know you you say well you know in a few years or 10 years or whatever I'll I'll be doing this and basically you lie to yourself and that's how most people go through life. You have to have, like, a hope or a vision or something. But it it was never, like, mine was never, uh, I don't know about yours, but there's got to be something that keeps you going. You know? Some sort of, like, uh, thing in the future. And then you get to 55 and I was talking to my wife and I said, uh, you know, 15 years from now, we'll be 70. And...
1: I'll be, 80, fucking, I'll be eighty-seven. It's it's coming to an end.
0: You know, it's good it, and uh it's not really a scary thing. It's it's actually in a weird way, it's sort of liberating. So tell me your thoughts on that. Is
1: it liberating? Holly and I were we went down to pick up her car at the garage today and I, I don't know how the subject came up. But it was, um, we were talking about getting older and I was talking about people screwing with old guys and that people really shouldn't do that because if you do something to me physically yeah, and I retaliate and I either hurt you really badly or perhaps take your life Life in prison isn't that daunting anymore. <laughs> that could be like a year and a half. That's <laughs> Or Tuesday. Yeah. So, well,
0: sir, we're going to have to put you in prison for the rest of your life. Or a year uh, and a half. <laughs> there, you go. there you go.
1: Yeah, I, I, yes, I relate to that. I mean, it's I, sort of... Uh, I faced my mortality when I turned sixty. We start. I started to get into that one, the second show I did, and and we broke off. We were talking about friends and relationships and how sometimes you, no matter how much you love the person, you can't keep up with them anymore because you you just go separate ways. Right. Right. And it's not sure. that you hate each other or no, broke up. No. Life just pulls you apart. Yeah. When I turned 60, um, some people are bothered by turning 40 or 50 or whatever. I wasn't bothered by turning 60, but I said, hey, you're 60. Right. I started to face my mortality. Uh, I called up folks that I hadn't seen in 15 years. Sure, Because you got to remember when i when I stopped working in industry, there were eleven years that I had the pool hall I worked for al for six years blah 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 yeah, you would ran retail stores did you open the pool hall in the uh eighty eight yes thirty years ago at the right ripe, ripe old age of forty two right anyway. Um uh, I tried reconnecting with some of the old friends. Yes. And the three or four hours that they spent at my house was very nice, very cordial. I, I'll even use the word friendly. Yeah. Then it went away. Because we had we had been apart for so long. You, you just sometimes you just can't rebuild it.
0: Oh, you're saying it's you, too big of a
1: gap. Yeah, you, there's other things that have filled your life in the meantime. Oh, sure. Yeah, I. Understand. You know. Yes. And and you can't you can't force a friendship. No.
0: You no. You certainly can't
1: because then it's not really a friendship. Uh, no. I miss your dad. I, I should probably pick up the phone and call him. He can't hear. I can't hear on the phone. The only way to communicate is email for us. And well, he's 80.
0: And he lives... Look, my father is a unique individual. He is the lone wolf. Bob Malone tagged I, him the best. Bob Malone was, a, was fabulous. Bob Malone, for folks who you have no idea was my f- uh, longest framer that I had, and a very good friend, and he participated in uh, three cross-country motorcycle trips and several others with myself, my father, and Bob Malone. I mean, we went up to Nova Scotia and into Canada. Sturgis. And, yeah, that was part of a cross-country. We right, went down at right. We went down into the uh, Carolinas, you know, just all kinds of. We, I've, I've been all over the place on a motorcycle, and so it was. But he called my father. He, you know, this was actually was out in New Mexico. We were in the, uh, you know, the place where the, the Hopi Indians lived in the, the cave dwellers. Right. Right. And uh, he said, you know, something? you're the lone wolf. You just, because we never rode together. You know what I mean? You see these motorcycle guys, and they all ride together. Right. You know, and then, but somebody's got to take a piss, and then someone's hungry, and someone needs gas, and and if you do that, then you can cut hours out of your day, and you got to get somewhere. So we all
1: basically said, fuck it, and we, we'd split up. This is the route we're going to take. We'll, right. We'll see you when we get there.
0: And this is where we're going to end up. We'd booked a hotel room the night before. So this is where we're going. Right. So, you know, if two of us get there at 6 and you're not there by 7 or 8, we'll call the cops and say you're fucking dead. (laughs) But so we, you know, Bob Malone and I, we would ride more together for a while. But same thing would happen. He'd get interested in something. And, it, and it's, it's much the way I am, but my father is truly just happy to be by himself without anybody else telling him, you know, what to do. He can do whatever he wants.
1: If he's on the road and he sees the billboard that says, take the next right to see the second largest ball of twine. Even after he's
0: seen the biggest ball of twine.
1: Right. He'll probably
0: go. And it's only 120 miles off the highway. You know, it's funny you say that because I lied to him. Actually, Bob Malone and I both lied to him because we were on whatever route we were on. We were going past or through the Petrified Forest. Wow. And I said, fuck the Petrified Forest. I don't care. So... I ended up changing my oil in an AutoZone parking lot <laughs> <laughs> instead of going to the petrified forest. So he goes, he we, he gets back to the hotel room, and Bob Malone didn't go either. He went, you know, went to the International House of Pancakes, Pancakes for two hours. <laughs> so, he, you know, we get back to the hotel, and we all meet up, and uh, he, what are you thinking about the petrified... Oh, I... That was wonderful. Oh, your so dad amazing. asked. amazing, Yeah. Your
1: dad asked. What'd you think of it?
0: Because it's all like, you know, it's trees made out of rock, yeah.
1: basically. Yeah.
0: So he's, you know, he said some, well, what did you think of that purple one over there with the pink stripes? Oh, that was amazing. Well, there was no fucking tree. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't go to the fucking Petrified Forest. <laughs> well, you caught us. I didn't go. Bob didn't go. We said, fuck the Petrified Forest. So I mean, it was. Look, everybody's gonna go and do what they're gonna do. On a on a trip like that, but I I find it I call getting older, the great convergence. See, you, when you when you get older, when you get through college, right? It, we call call it the great convergence, or divergence. Divergence, right? yeah. And everybody goes off and they do their thing, right? You know, and some people make a lot of money, and some people have eighteen kids, and some people make a lot of money and have eighteen kids. Some people are in jail, and then. So when I turned fifty, I did very much what you, like you did when you were, sixty. 60. I, I went on this, uh, and. Believe me, it was probably a lot easier when I was 50 than when you turned 60 50. because there wasn't the, f- the, the, the tools in order to find people are incredible. I mean, the Facebook and the, you know, so I joined the Facebook. Oh, just Google. Thing and you, so you could find people and you could get, you know, their email addresses and. Be able to say, you are
1: doing? Call them up and bust their stones for the bad check they wrote you 16 years ago. Well, and the thing is, I didn't really want to... I mean, if you haven't seen anybody in 30
0: years, you don't want to call them up. But it's really cool if you can just send them like a Facebook thing. Right. You know what I mean? Or an email. And if that way, if like things are really going bad or they hate your guts, there was a... Look, at one of the... I had a roommate. He's not listening to the show. And if he is, well, you got to get a new wife, dude. I hope you did. (laughs) But his name is Scott Blyweiss. And he was the smartest. This is the smartest person I've ever met. And uh,
1: he is. Smarter than your old man.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Smarter than Paul. And that's saying
1: something. Wow. This
0: guy was the number one electrical engineer in the class that I should have been in, which was the class of 1985. Okay. And we're talking about, when you say number one, it's not like the rest of the class would get an 85 and he'd get a 100. He'd get a 95 and the rest of the class would get a 40. Right. This guy was so fucking bright. He was incredibly bright. And not pretentious, not... You know, he, he was a cool. He was a good. He barely got out of high school. You know, worked went to concert, Went to had wore concert T-shirts. Had gone to concerts all the time. He was a he was a good guy, and uh, not a pretentious guy or not from some family of engineers or you know whatever. He was just a good guy, and I f- I tracked him down. This is one of you know I'm going to say there's 20 people that I tracked down, and I called up. I got his number. I got his phone number, in the town that he lived in, and I made sure it was him. And it was him. I called up, and I got this woman who I assumed is his wife, and I said, "Hey, how you doing? Uh, my name's Joe Brennan, and uh, I was, uh, it, I'm looking for Scott Plywise. She goes, "Yeah, yeah." So there was some. Well, I was his roommate in college, and she goes, hey yeah." Uh, Who gives a fuck? (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, and then she hung up on me. Oh. And that was the... uh,
1: She she wants him to have no contact with the past.
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe she said some bad things about me. I don't know. I mean, I thought we got along pretty good, but I could have done some things that you never know. Maybe she just hates him.
1: I am sure but
0: I, I didn't call again. You know what I mean?
1: I am sure if I called up any of my let me see I was on I was on campus my last four semesters I had four roommates. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure if I called any of their I would get the same reaction. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I was I was a horrible roommate. I was horrible.
0: Well, in what way?
1: Oh, I, I would rent the room out for poker games. Oh, well you without asking the roommate's permission. You know, he would come back from dinner You are you're
0: and an, you're, a, you're an opportunist. You're a capitalist.
1: I was an entrepreneur. You really were. I oh you, you got to think back to what what years these were this was all right I graduated college in 67 so it was 65 66 and then 66 67
0: people you can't, people, you can't tell
1: what was the economy like then uh people were making Three dollars an hour?
0: Yeah, but I mean, what was it?
1: It was what the, was the overall feel like? Like
0: the fifties were everybody seemed to be doing fine and they had a house and it was repressive. It, it, it was then, it was about the same thing. And then the sixties came along if and this you is could, where women finally said, fuck this.
1: If you could if you could make I don't want to be slapped around anymore. If you could make hundred and eighty dollars, two hundred dollars a week you could buy a nice little cape cod house maybe not in cape cod but right. down down where we lived in connecticut got gotcha. you okay so it wasn't bad times when you were in school not at all not at all for the well for my last 3 semesters at school in school cuz the first semester was kind of uh, you know finding my way Right. I had done two years back in Waterbury, Connecticut. My first two years. Then you get up to the big campus, and you gotta, oh, what's this about? Blah blah blah. <laughs> but the last three semesters that I was there, I, I think my lowest earnings week was like 140 bucks. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm serious. So
0: you had your closet filled with like fucking everything somebody would need and beer, sodas, uh, razor blades, toilet paper. So why the hell did you get out and then go work for somebody?
1: It sounds like because you, were- you can't live on campus your whole life. <laughs> Who says? <laughs> I, I made I made somewhere between one hundred and forty and two hundred dollars a week. Without any taxes.
0: They're not going to come back and get you. (laughs) Because you fucked them in the 60s. And then. I don't think so.
1: And then. I graduated. And I got a real job. With a real company. Yeah. And I was a management trainee. And I was making $3 an hour. Yeah. Well, no. No, not $3 an hour. $120 $120 a week.
0: And you were like, fuck, I was making $200 and, a
1: week in college. Tax-free. <laughs> 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 and, and I wasn't working 50 hours a week. Anyway. Yeah, no, I I, I... I don't know how we got drawn that far back, but...
0: I'll tell you. one of the, One of the things that might have been a downfall is the idea that you know, and this is this Sunday business that I had. Yeah. That was started by my father had for you know, he started and he got laid off in nineteen seventy-six, probably around the time you met him. It was probably yep. his first year in business. Yep. So I learned this this little you know, it's the first my first look into any kind of entrepreneurship. I mean, nineteen seventy six I was 12 or 13 years old. And uh, you could like go and buy the wood and uh, build this thing and you'd have $300 in your pocket back in 1976 in one day. And so when I got out of school, it's like well, first of all, I didn't graduate. At, but that,
1: at that time?
0: No, I didn't graduate when I left UMass right. in 1985. Right. I went all four I never quit.
1: I wasn't a quitter.
0: Right. I went all four years and just didn't get a degree because, you know, I... But... So I moved to the Cape and started building stuff, and one thing led to another, and here I am. But I I think that maybe in a way it was a detriment because in the same way you're looking at your... There were so many people. There's a friend of mine that I have today. Her name is Judy. And I'm not going to put her last name out there. And she and I were very close, and, and it was very plutonic. She was just a good friend and she started out she was she was a business major she did very well in school and i remember talking to her and she you know she started out at one of these financial companies in boston okay she owns her own company today and she has 6 billion dollars under management wow so i was making a lot more money than she was Two, three years after college. Right. But, but she's, ten years after college. She's just
1: stupid money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's she's done very well for herself. And uh so I'm wondering if that was wasn't a deterrent in hindsight. You know, I'm not I'm not looking back in any kind of like regret. It's just like one of those things you go, hmm. You know, I didn't have, if I had zero opportunity, would I have, like, uh, because I always knew I had that, like, I could go and make some dough and do okay. I did it, well, I used to build them when I was in, up there in Amherst. Yeah, right. And I'm like, well, I got that to fall back on, and maybe if you don't have something to fall back on, you work on what you're actually working on a little harder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but. You, uh,
1: How many homes have you built? I don't know.
0: It's a good question.
1: More uh, than 20?
0: Yeah. I'm going to well, say... Yeah,
1: I've painted more than 20 homes for you.
0: It's somewhere... <laughs> like, how many have I been... At? I don't think it's 200. Because it's... Take 30 years... There are some years where I built two. Then there's a few years
1: where there was ten. You'd find a honey hole.
0: Yeah. Well, and I was working with Steve Powers. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, there were times when... So, I'm going to say, like, it's got to be 150. And I have no... Well, I could go and spend a few weeks at the registry of deeds looking i don't really care (laughs) so i don't think it's 200 but it's more than 100 and it's probably in the 150 range that i've had my hands on but i mean i ride by but you forget i ride by places and go oh that looks familiar and because i built a fucking house
1: well how many how many did you build here in this neighborhood Four? Uh, five. Five. Including
0: me, five. Okay. And that was like, you know, 2000, 2001. And then, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's I don't know where I went next. There's, there's all kinds of like, you come out of the state forest, because I was down that road on Long Pond Road. Yeah, You know where you go down around the corner and to the right, the State Forest? Down Drew Road? No, this is Long Pond Road. Yeah. You go... Not Drew Road. I'm sorry. Um, There's a road that goes into the State Forest off of Long Pond. Yes. Across the street from there is a driveway that goes right up a hill on the corner, and I built two houses up there. I forgot about that one, and then... You skip a house and there's another house there that I built somewhere in the 90s and I forgot about that. So you I, I forget where I can't
1: remember them all. There's been a lot. So you don't have a log book. You you don't have a you, no. you don't have a three-ring binder that says this is the lot that I bought and this is what it looked like after I built the house.
0: No, and you know, in a way I wish I did. Too late. But I'm not I'm not built like that. Yep. There are people that can journal. You know what I mean? Yep. And they'll Yeah. I I can see you doing that. That and they can write down at the end of the day, you know, did this, this, and this, and they could they keep it up. Steve Powers was a guy that could do
1: that. But Well, it's like when I was running all around town looking at lots for you that summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, keeping an eye on, just seeing what's out there. But it's a, I never cared. The problem is I don't care. It's not, for me, the work, I don't care about the work. I care about. How do I say it? Money for me is just a way. Money gives you some freedom. So I would get a certain amount of money and I feel comfortable. And then I would just kind of slack. And then I'd get low and then have to go back and build a couple more houses. Right. (laughs) And then slack. And uh, that's sort of the way it's been. And the only thing that's changed is. When I started, I was selling houses for. You know, my first house I sold for one hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars. Now the percentage of money that you make is pretty much the same that you make today. You right. know what I mean? Right. Except you're selling houses for five, six hundred thousand dollars. Yep. So it's it's just a different scale. And but the value of money in thirty years hasn't. Gone five times. You follow what I'm saying? Yep. I mean a nineteen eighty, a nineteen ninety dollar is maybe two dollars today. Maybe doubled. But I make five or six times on uh, the the amount on a house just because of where the market is. Right.
1: So it's not a bad you know, gig to be in. But but you can't buy. You can't buy a lot for five thousand dollars anymore either.
0: No, but it's all a matter of scale. You know, it's you have to pay more for the lot and you have to pay more for building materials and you gotta pay more for the guys, but
1: But you can't build a twenty by twenty two foot sugar shack anymore because the land is too expensive. No,
0: those days are over. Yeah. I mean a first time home those, buyer. Those
1: were beautiful little houses that you built.
0: Yeah, I mean, you get three bedrooms in... I think I got three bedrooms, three bedrooms. in a 24
1: by 24 house. Three
0: bedrooms, two We're talking two about baths. a
1: two-story garage. Well, I think they were smaller than 24 by 24, honestly. I think, I think one I worked on, I think, was only 20 by 22. Maybe down on Whitehorse Beach. Well, I don't know. The smallest house
0: I ever built was 24 by 20. All right, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And,
1: still, but that was before Al. Still three bedrooms.
0: No, it was a two bedroom house, oh. and, it, and it didn't have a. It had a full bathroom upstairs. It didn't have a half bath downstairs. It was a neat little plan, actually. But that that was the smallest, and I went to like twenty four, twenty four, twenty four, twenty eight. You know, get a half bath downstairs, try to get three bedrooms. But you're talking quarter acre lots or less. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, uh, 5,000 square feet. Yeah. You know, a tenth. Eighth of an acre. Yeah. And a small little house and uh, it was cheap to build and. I was paying fifty-five bucks a square to put sidewall on, and now it's three hundred dollars a square to put (laughs) sidewall on. Um, Yeah, I mean things have changed. Oh yeah, it's a different, but it's different because it's the area has changed. I mean we are we are now. Before we were a long way away from you know we were. We were a commuter town for Boston, but it was a long way away. And then the train comes in, and then now we're we're basically a suburb of Boston.
1: You know we're... Yeah, and, and and how many how many homes have been built in the meantime? How many lots have been gobbled up in the meantime?
0: Well, a lot. And the other you thing, start
1: you start running out of land.
0: Well, the other thing, and this is the you know if you live in california and you vote for gavin newsom the first thing you should do is fucking hang yourself please <laughs> we're back to gavin do yourself we a went f- we went full circle do yourself a favor and fucking kill yourself see people like gavin newsom say things like this greedy goddamn builders are the reason why house prices are so high and Yet Gavin sits back and signs environmental laws in that are so fucking crazy that if you wanna take the risk to get to take a piece of raw land and develop it into five or six lots or thirty or a hundred, uh I mean, the the risk because of the environmental shit is it's crazy. And that's why houses are so expensive. I mean, the land is a direct link as to the price of the house. If you make land impossible to build on, then the land is going to be very high in value. And that's what these fucking assholes do. And let me explain to you. So if you don't understand it and, you know, one of, you, one of the three is sitting around scratching your head that listen to us, we have a lady and... We call her the Butterfly Lady. Now, I don't know whether she's still she's still alive. They they might have a new butterfly. The environmentalist. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's part of the Division of Fisheries and Wildlife. Okay? So before you can do a subdivision, the fucking butta- Butterfly Lady gets to come out, and she dances around your land, and she hangs up flags. Okay? And she flags off... Areas where the butterflies are gonna go,
1: not the not the red belly turtle.
0: No, no, that's a whole different group. That's
1: so we're just talking
0: about the butterfly lady. Does
1: this this is beginning to sound like the house down on Rocky Pond Road? So, I'm, I'm at Rocky Hill Road. And I mean, you might think this is this sounds no, crazy, no, doesn't no. It? I'm saying, wasn't that the deal down on Rocky Hill Road? Well, what
0: happened on Rocky Hill Road was
1: there were there were, the engineer overlooked that there were wetlands. Okay. All right. So it wasn't the butterfly lady or the turtle person. And I as soon as I picked up that there were wetlands,
0: I buried the wetlands. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> butterfly lady. And the butterfly lady let it right, so she was hanging up flags before I interrupted. If you're laughing right now, This is dead serious. No, I know it is. This is your land. Say you've got a 30 acre parcel of land you just paid $4 million for, or you're going to pay $4 million for, and you've got $200,000 worth of engineering into it already. And then you have to have the butterfly lady out, and she dances around and she hangs up flags. Now, she'll find sometimes she doesn't hang up any flags, and sometimes she hangs up the flags that go around your entire lot. If she does that, your land isn't buildable. Now you can say, how could that be? Well, it is go and fight the butterfly lady. And if you don't think the butterfly lady has teeth, all you got to do is try to fight her and you'll be in court for the next 20 years and you'll fucking die trying to fight the butterfly lady. However, if
1: she finds that because you're fighting with your money, you're fighting against the government. I'm saying she's, she's she doesn't have, this to is have what, any money. This is what
0: electing someone like Gavin Newsom
1: guarantees
0: you more of <laughs> is some more fucking butterfly ladies. So the butterfly lady, if she just flags a few spots, you have to have your engineer go and she had and. Put on paper where she flagged, and those areas can't be touched. That's just the butterfly lady. Never find. Never mind the turtle people. Never mind the people,
1: the geckos,
0: who might come in and say, I think there could be Indian remnants on this fucking land. Native American. Yes. Uh, there is... If I could th- I'll I'll write it in a list one day and read it maybe to you. But I just I like the butterfly lady because she really does dance around. She's a fucking lunatic. She literally dances. She's around. a lunatic. She she's one of these like people you would see on on television that is like uh you know, if there was a witch in the woods and like a bunch of kids had to go find her and she's brewing up a pot of fucking gruel. And picture that lady. That's what this woman looks like. But she doesn't have... She has unbelievable power. She can shut you down in an
1: instant. If she works for the EPA.
0: Well, she works in Massachusetts. She works for the Department of Fisheries and Wildlife. And butterflies. (laughs) She's the butterfly lady. Yep. So you got to get past the butterflies. So everybody goes, you know, Gavin Newsom, who says, oh, well, you know these greedy builders." You know, Gavin, why don't you fuck your mother in the ass until Joe, she dies? Show, You have to understand. This is this. These types of people should be fucking executed. No. They should be. They should be killed. See, I don't value life that much. You have to understand some pops. Yes. Barack Obama said, I'm not, I don't like Gitmo. And I did one of these on my uh, solo shows. So, you know what Barack Obama did? Instead of putting more people into Gitmo, he launched fucking missiles at the guy they were gonna put in Gitmo. However, they could have been surrounded by their whole family. So, instead of take going and getting a guy and putting him in Gitmo because that's a bad thing, he blew up there and him and his entire fucking family and nobody knew about it. And the population in Gitmo went down. Right. So,
1: these are the kind of things that your government does. Yeah, but he also let quite a few people out.
0: Yeah, and then From they there. and they went back on the battlefield, and right. many of them were re—they were killed on the battlefield, right? Because they were just as bad as everybody said they were, and they ended up probably killing more young Americans fighting for these whatever. Well, I guess we belong in Afghanistan because did you see the sixty minutes thing and with. Uh, Couple of weeks ago, they were in Kabul, and there was, there's like 21 different terrorist organizations in Kabul, Afghanistan. I mean, and the, the it, terrorists are alive and well, it, it, and they all hate each other. Well, they hate each other, but they hate us, and they hate they hate everyone. Yes. So, but you can't you can't let
1: that free into the world. There was there was. I, I think it was in the Boston Globe this morning. Real, real tiny little article. Another twenty-one people killed in a bus bombing in Kabul. Yeah, yeah.
0: It. It. I mean, it's every day.
1: It's every day. They. I hate you because you're the wrong kind of Muslim. You're or, not my kind of Muslim. But they
0: all. They. They all hate. They the all West. hate. They all hate the
1: West. They, but Meaning they all hate each other.
0: In Kabul, you. Five years ago, you used to be able to take a uh, like a, a, a military force of 10 cars going 100 miles an hour back to where you're going to be from the airport. Now they have to helicopter you there because you can't drive without getting killed. So it, it's not getting much better. It's getting worse. And that's the place where we actually need to be. We'll probably be there forever
1: yeah until we need all the troops back here to try to maintain order in this country
0: well we're never going to have the troops back in the United States to maintain maintain order can't do that
1: well I there's mean, something they do I know that that that's that's unconstitutional
0: you have the National Guard maybe but no I I think our country is on a good path and I think it's all because of Donald Trump. <laughs> I I think Donald Trump
1: the most handsome president oh, ever he elected. is so he is very handsome
0: I know that there's people that are throwing up over Trump he's been
1: the most productive
0: now it's not just it's not just what he's done it's what he's exposed Trump I love him because he has exposed the media for truly who they are. You know, we're talking about every everything but Fox News. And I'm not saying Fox News is great either. I'm just saying that all these people that were supposed to be, you know, down the middle, you know, wouldn't. The way that they lie, and they lie by omission. They don't usually lie by commission. They lie by omission. Um, They're the biggest bunch of fucking frauds I've ever seen. New York Times, uh, Washington Post, Time Magazine. uh, MSNBC. Well, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS. Fucking... Total left-wing, insane lunatics. And Trump exposed that. So his presidency isn't just about, you know, getting Donald Trump elected. It's showing the rest, it's showing anybody that'll look how crazy these people are. Um, the other thing about Trump is he doesn't, why wouldn't you go talk to somebody, you know? I understand that there's protocols. Like, okay, if you're going to do, if you're going to go and, um, I don't know, have a meeting with the guy in the Congo or something, Trump isn't going to go and meet their secretary of state. Our secretary of State's going to go meet their secretary right. of state. Right. But why the fuck wouldn't you go to North Korea and meet the head of North Korea? And what are you supposed to do when you're there? Like, because they're all bragging on him like, oh, you know, Kim Jong-il, he's only 26 and he's running this whole thing, you know? Yeah, we all know he's a fucking, he was the son of brutal dicta- dictators. Son and grandson. Son and grandson. Right. and he And he's a brutal dictator himself. Of course we know that. We know that. But, but if he, you're going to negotiate with somebody you can't wants be calling the, him a he, f- he fucking wants to, cunt while you're there.
1: He wants the reassurance that you're you're
0: you have to get along with these you're people. Gonna, you're going to you're going to leave him you're going to
1: leave him in power. That's all he gives a shit about. Right. He doesn't care just about the nukes. Let me yeah, let me let me just run this rad ass country and live the and way I want. He probably doesn't
0: live. even mind feeding some of his people because we've had sanctions and all we do is starve
1: the fucking people and maybe he'd like to get a l- little bit of electricity to the northern parts of North Korea
0: and you know what maybe we can
1: build a you know a fucking
0: Trump hotel there and <laughs> Kim Jong Un can go over there and get fucking laid all the time and We'll let him live there forever and he can fuck all these broads and he won't want to kill anybody anymore and they can have a democratically elected North Korea. You know, it's not such a bad idea. Have you, have there's you no way to start this. You have to start somewhere in these negotiations, which is these liberal elitist cocksuckers, you know, oh, well, wine-drinking fucking assholes. Ah, oh, I just I can I I can picture them all in my head at the same time. I uh, I can see myself kicking them in the teeth over and over again. Cuz they they're there's just these fucking academic cunts who have never done anything in their life. They've never done it. They they haven't solved they they couldn't fucking organize the
1: lunchroom
0: correctly. You know what I mean?
1: Why are they all millionaires?
0: Because they write books and you know and then the people that publish publish their books and push them and it's just this whole cabal of fucking little dick licking wine drinking cunts
1: that okay that's right. what it but is you're starting to lose it
0: no but no i'm not losing it but that's what they are they they they've never done anything they've never taken a fucking chance
1: i want to hear I, it one more time
0: Wine drinking, cunts. No, 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 no.
1: I believe it was Anderson Cooper who asked Maxine Waters, "If you were ever elected president, what's the first thing you would do?" I I didn't hear this one, but um, I'm waiting. The answer was, "I would impeach Donald Trump."
0: Yeah, well, there you go. If Maxine Waters was <laughs> elected, she was put President. into the presidency, she'd impeach Donald she Trump. She would impeach Donald Trump. Yeah. Maxine. You know the guy that kicked the shit, the group of guys who kicked the shit out of Reginald Denny, who was in the truck that they dragged out and they. They literally threw a the, cinder block the, onto the, his head. The
1: name is familiar. I, I don't remember the specific. Well, if
0: you look it up, you'll see he was a truck driver. He was driving some sort of a rig. <laughs> got stopped at a stoplight. They threw a cinder block on his head, and Ma- Maxine Waters went and visited the families of these these young, wonderful people.
1: Do you follow what I'm saying? All, all of whom have a spark of goodness in their souls they really do
0: especially the guy that threw the cinder block on his head after they kicked the shit out of him no Maxine Waters but you know what Maxine Waters is a a byproduct of bad policing and racism and she really is I mean you put you gotta we have to stop and I'm not saying me
1: she's got a beautiful home by the way
0: of course she does. Well, she doesn't want to live with the brothers. She's gonna go live in
1: Beverly Hills.
0: <laughs> no, she's a dirt. I mean, she's a dirt bag. But she's a byproduct of this is what ha- th- This is what you get in a predominantly black area where the police treat people like shit. You know who are they gonna vote for? And she could market it and market it and market yeah, it. And this is what she sells. And. She hasn't done a goddamn thing for anybody, but she keeps getting voted in because she talks the talk, and you know what? She's a tough broad. She'll stand up there and say it. I mean, she's out of her mind, but she'll say it. So we all got to kind of get together, I think. Well, listen, Pops. Yes. We've done an hour and 45 minutes. Isn't it time for you to have dinner? I think it's time for me to have dinner. All right.
1: but uh, Can we do it again Thursday night? We're going to do this again Thursday night. All right. I hope people show up and listen to us.
0: If you are listening to us for the first time, thank you. If you're about to not listen to us ever again, tell a friend maybe. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Good night. Good night, Al.